Blog Talk Radio. Something that's really important that's coming up in this spring equinox is 
a solar eclipse is happening when the moon, the part of the moon, blocks out a light of the sun. And and it happens to happen on the day of the equinox. So the eclipse is coming in at 29 degrees Pisces. And then a little later that day, the sun will ingress over into zero degrees Aries, which is the signaling of the equinox. So this is a very special um, portal that will be open at this particular time because the earth on the equinox is balanced. And it really depicts um, seasons. And our reality is the mere fact of how the earth is tilted towards the sun or away from the sun. So when the earth is tilted away from the sun, those of us in the northern hemisphere, we experience the fall season and the winter months. And then as the earth tilts back towards the sun, it looks like we gain more sunlight. If you notice now, um, especially within like the last two weeks, the same time in the morning now where the sun used to be in the morning in your daily travels, the sun is now there much earlier, right, because it looks like the sun is rising, you know, earlier in the morning right now because we're starting to gain more light. And that's because the earth is tilting back towards the sun. So on the equinox, she's even, Stephen, and it's the same amount of um, daylight hours to nighttime hours, and everything is just equal. And we experience these equinox points two times out of 365 days. So out of 365 days, there's two days that are very special that deals with a severe balancing point. And on this one, the spring equinox, we just so happen to have an eclipse where the sun or the moon is traveling in between the earth and the sun and it's going to block out some of the sun. And this is just going to be another powerful, powerful time. Um, all right, so definitely join us if you can. Um, it's right there on the events tab on My Astrology Coach. And then the summer solstice, we go on Mount Shasta in California. And um, that is the uh, crystal. It is it is very, very, very lovely there. I haven't been there in a few years. I personally have the experience with this place of sitting at the base of the mountain in the woods. And you can hear a humming sound, a crystal sound, a hum all by itself. There's no need for you to chant when you go to Mount Shasta because when you're in the vicinity of the mountain, the mountain has a natural ohm that it emits out from the earth itself, all right? Um, so definitely join us if you can for that one. That is going to be a very, very amazing time. The energy there is um, very subtle, Um you know, I always tell the story. Uh, I sat there on a log in the woods, and um, I opened my eyes, and I don't know why, but I was, you know, I had tears coming down my eyes, you know, coming out my eyes, down my face for no, no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh, it's just a beautiful place. There's tons and tons of legends about Manchester Mon and the um, Lumerians uh, continent that sunk in the Pacific. Um, you can type in Ring of Fire, Google search Ring of Fire, um, that whole area, anything on the Pacific coastline, even from Asia to Bering Straits down to the Americas, Canada down to South America, North America, anything on that ring has a lot of uh, earthquake activity. So it wouldn't be an impossibility that the island is there and it's sunk because of the activity that takes place. But the legend holds that before the cataclysmic event, these um, great master teachers and civilization that far supersedes any civilization um, that we know today um, made refuge over to Mount Shasta and used that as a spiritual hub. And it's just a lot of UFO activity, a lot of nice, I don't want to call it strange, but a lot of beautiful spiritual phenomenon that happens in that area. So if you can't make the spring, 
try your absolute best to make this summer solstice. All right. Um got a new project. Um I got this thing now where, you know, been missing for a minute. We just been working hard behind the scenes. Um, just you know, just putting our foot down on the ground, doing what's necessary. And I'm not talking about things that you know, as far as projects that don't have a release date. So one thing that got a release date where we I've been behind the scenes on is a, a project for iTunes, Amazon, Rhapsody, all the digital um music um places. It's called Plants in Harmony. I have a pre release on iTunes that is on four twenty. So mark that in your notebook four twenty. It's a pre-release. You can get this new album that's coming out called Planets and Harmony. It's a spiritual conversation. I'm talking about the planets, the frequencies, angelic names that deal with the forces from the Kabbalistic standpoint, candles and whatnot. And um, the official release date is May 19th, but there is a pre-release one month or early that will be on iTunes. And, of course, I get that out in the email because I haven't even told the world yet. I haven't even sent that out yet. All right, so be on the lookout for that. All right. Also, when you go to the website, MyAstrologyCoach.com, go to the membership tab, you will see the Full Moon Empowerment Club for only 9 bucks a month. We get together every full moon, and we just um, pool our consciousness together where we do collective affirmations, and we just focus on the universal energy, the energy that's outside, the energy that's at hand, and we embrace that energy. Uh, some of us, me personally, we go outside and we're actually looking at the moon at that particular time while we're doing these particular affirmations. Just a way for us to bridge our consciousness is very important that um, in this century and beyond that we start to unite consciously because there's a very powerful, powerful vehicle um, that gets created, a vortex of energy gets created when we do this. Also, on the website, um, you see, of course, the astral um, channel network that is there, me and Keisha. Anybody that's interested in just getting consultation, especially with Keisha, she's phenomenal. Um, car reading, just getting clarity on a monthly basis. Um, that is there for you to provide astral reports that's catered directly to the time that you were born and let you know when the planetary energy shifts in your life every single day. If you want to pay attention to that, uh, it's there for you. It's just a, just a you know um, a spiritual tool to have so you can you know better know your cosmic self and understand when these energies are shifting. All right. Also visit Cassandra's Crystal Corner on the website as well under the shop tab. Um, a lot of cool stuff is over there. Candles are finally over there. So if you want to harmonize love, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in this series, harmonizing relationships, um, you know, increasing money or even things just dealing with banishing negative energy, uh, there's a particular uh, special set of candles that you can work with. And the candles that we have are really powerful. We actually get them from a priest. Um, the priest in the Santeria who every year he travels back to Cuba for spiritual purposes, religious regions, um, and the, the the energy that they put on them is just off the chain. I mean, instant, instant, instant results every single time and whatnot. So the candles are on Cassandra Crystal's Corner. Of course, we have something on the website, too, under the shop tag called Star Fusion Fast and Body. Um, listen, I, I promise you, this is really the best, Staff product that I've ever used in my life, and you would totally fall in love with it. I, I don't really get into asking people for donations and money. That's not that's not my style. I like to uh, always, you know, trade off energy, you know. And the, I want you to, you know, look in your bathroom, and nine times out of ten, there's a good chance that you do not have a relationship, personal relationship, a person who you can call, who makes the soap for you, who you wash your butt with, right? 
and you have a personal relationship with us. We were touchable. And I want you to throw that soap out, especially if it's the dove and the, the ivory, Irish spring and all this stuff. Get rid of that stuff. And I'm going to even have to come in Newbie and Heritage Lane. They 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 good. They made it. They and Macy's, congratulations, they've done great things. We actually started selling some of their stuff, you know, in, in, in the beginning processes of entrepreneurship and whatnot. But I want you to get behind this product on my astrology coach called Star Fusion. So go to the shop tab, go to Star Fusion, and get um, just, just try it. Just try it one time. That's all it takes is try it one time. Because when the doors open, and the doors have been open, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. When the doors open, I promise you, I am going to look on the spreadsheet and figure out uh, who are the supporters who got behind us because it is it is them who I want to open the door to first um, to give back and hopefully be able to just share in whatever we have to help them become um, a successful entrepreneur or if it's coming over to the land and coming to the retreat property, you know, whatever it is, you know, the doors need to be open for um, those who help us first because it's about helping each other. Life is like a relay race where we pass the baton to each other. And uh, I just don't never want to forget that, and I never will forget that. All right, so please support the Star Fusion, Fast and Body, and My Astrology Coach. And it's just phenomenal, I promise you. If you don't like it, give me some feedback and say, oh, I don't like it. But I'm promising you, you're going to like it. So if you don't get it every time you wash up, just understand that you know what you're just saying. Like, you know what, I don't want to support that for whatever reason it may be. You may love yourself, but I promise you, you're going to love this particular product. All right? And my last announcement is the Gratitude Journal. Get that. It's a 2015 journal um, that outlines every single day. You know, and it talks about the new moon, the full moon, when those times come, the the beautiful dance of Venus and Mars. Right now, at nighttime, ladies and gentlemen, when it gets dark, look as soon as it gets dark, look in the west. You want to see a bright star in the west. It's, that's Venus. And you want to see a little red star next to it. That's Mars. Venus and Mars are together in the sky right now, which represents uh, male female passion. Okay. Um, so there's a there's a there's a cosmic union taking place between the yang and the yin energy in the sky, and this is something that we can tap into. All right. So in the journal to uh, my journal to success, 365 days of gratitude, we actually talk about the this dance that takes place because uh, it's going to happen about three times this year. All right, they're going to separate for a moment, and then it's going to be a retrograde movement, and we're going to get on the other side of this energy, and we're going to see them come back together, and then they're going to break up again and come back together. So it's going to be this cool cosmic dance that takes place. So it's inside of the journal. Every single day in the journal, you just write about something to be thankful for, but specifically as it pertains to your work, your goals, the things that you want to obtain. It's about training your body to live in the future. So... Get the gratitude journal. You'll see it on my astrology coach. Go to the shop tab, go to books. It is there. People who got the journal are actually a part of a secret order in a sense where there are um, some powerful times um, every month where meditation and your thoughts are amplified. And you should know that by studying my blogs, um, Portal into the Cosmos, where for the last two years I've been outlining the exact days that the world is going to see horrific events. And the reason I outline horrific events is because in the West, um, the news here don't outline when somebody do good things. They outline the plane crash. They outline when somebody blows up a public place or somebody goes shoot up a school, something like that. 
Well, those things have patterns. We've been able to identify that pattern and successfully predict that pattern, and these things happen. So what can you do? Um, what can you do collectively at those particular times and other times that are not talked about as times for amplification? So um, if you if you study what is before uh, or if not, then you know that um, we have been blessed with a unique ability to be able to tap into the quantum field or the, the, the field of God in a sense, the mind, what science called the quantum field, religion called it God, um, where we're able to collectively come together and do things. So like our very first trip, 2011, for example, when we were at Serpent Mound, um, four days later, um, after the spring equinox in 2011, and you can Google the story, that's when a, a cobra came up missing out of the Bronx Zoo. And the majority of the people at that time on that trip was from New York. So it was the divine world way of the field of stepping back and communicating back to the people who were doing the spiritual work. Now, you know, in all of spiritual um, mythologies or customs, the serpent is a very powerful icon. Well, that is not um, just a mythology anymore. It's very real, and you are the walking and living scriptures today. See, no other people really refer to a book of the past like that. You have to understand that the Holy Quran says it the best. It says that Allah will send every nation messenger speaking its own language, meaning the revelation will always take place in the current now and not you relying on dead people who you don't know and to the most part who you don't even have a uh, lineage or connection with, in a sense. All right? it, it never happened in the annals of history. Nobody in these old spiritual books are talking about, you know, what's happening in the past and, and basing their life based on that. They may give reference to the God of this is the God of my forefathers, but they're carrying on a tradition in the current now, and that's what we have to do. You have to be able to see how God is talking uh, talking back to you. So in other words, in science, if the quantum field is real, here's the ultimate test, then we should be able to collectively think about certain things and do certain things and cast that thought into the field, and we should be able to see a result. On the religion side, in other words, we're saying if God is real, then God should be able to show us a sign and answer our prayers. It's real simple. So when we do things like go to Serpent Mound and the snake come up missing, and next thing you know, a few months later, we do a collective meditation when the full moon was in Leo, and we called that moon the serpent's moon because in Hebrew, the letter Teth looks like a serpent, and Teth corresponds to the zodiac sign Leo. And we say, okay, well, since the moon is in Leo, in Hebrew, the archetype is the serpent, and since King Tut and them has serpents on their pineal glands, and, and India deals with the serpent, the Chinese deal with the serpent, the serpent is in the Bible, okay, then let's focus on the serpent and see what happens. And, and, and we do this, and a couple days later, um, um, down in Memphis, Tennessee, there's a couple where they're driving back to Memphis, Tennessee. There's a couple who are driving down the highway, and a serpent came out from the snake, came out from under the hood onto their windshield. You can Google the story. A snake on the windshield, Tennessee couple, where to pop up. And when you get inside of that story, she has a, it's a family, a European family, and they have three children, like three, two and a half, and one, or six months, something like that. And the one in the middle, his name was Judah, a white couple. It has a son named Judah. 
and Judah is Leo, and you just did a, concentra- a concentrated effort on the moon and bouncing your thought off the moon, sending it to the ether, concentrating on the stake, and the quantum field triggers this event to happen, to come back into your awareness to show you the divine law of correspondence. So when you get into something called the... Um, the Kabbalion, not the Kabbalah, the Kabbalion by the three initiates, it'll tell you that correspondence is the second law. The first law is all is mental. The universe is mental. God is a mind, and it is a thought, right? And then the second law is correspondence, as they say, is perhaps the most important law because it is the ability for you to be able to test and see the divine happen. In other words, this is your ability to show that God is real in your life. So we got to get out the mystery aspect and show and prove. So when you get the gratitude journal, we are collectively back communicating to the field and watching the phenomenon occur. But the only way, and that's free, totally free. Once you get the journal, we, bam, we lace you up and let you know the dates, the point of meditation. We get together and we do that. But you got to have the journal first because the journal, you're making a statement to yourself and to your ego that you are striving to be more successful in your life. And every single day, you're going to express the higher aspect of yourself, which is love, happiness, and gratitude. I don't care. You know, of course, throughout the day, something may happen to take you off your mark, but at least every single day you took a step in the positive direction in your life. So get the gratitude journal, all right? So let's get started. I want you to always surround yourself with someone who has more wisdom and knowledge than you in the area that is of your interest, okay? It's very important because that is the beginning of you cultivating your spirit and cultivating your soul. Again, in a Chinese philosophy called the Tao, T-A-O, or called Tao, sometimes it's spelled D-A-O, the Tao, simply means the way. We call this cultivating Shin. Shin simply means spirit, and that's interesting, because in Hebrew, the letter Shin is fire, and fire is something that is synonymous with spirit because in the Kabbalah we are taught that the primordial, the primordial world of the creator as a loop corresponds to the fire element. Okay? So it's interesting that the Chinese say shin is spirit, and in Hebrew there's a letter that sounds just like a shin. Same thing, it represents fire, and that fire element corresponds to the divine world of spirit. Okay? So... You're going to always be able to pull the universal principles of every single thing and every mystical tradition that was taught and be able to marry them because they all say the same thing. Although I am a teacher, I am always a student of the universe. I'm always a student of God. I'm always a student of the Tao. The way that we're talking about is your life. Understand that. It is your life. The understanding of gaining wisdom from your life experience is the Tao. That is the ultimate Tao, you being able to understand and extract knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from your life experiences, your past, the things that you're going to experience today and in the future. All right? Last weekend, um, I journeyed up to the mountains of an altitude of about uh, a little over 7,500 feet, me, the and her family. And uh, we met with a Chinese master from the Wudang Mountains of China. Now, I paid for an hour consultation with him. And as the consultation started, he's like, uh, okay, how may I help you? I said, listen, I'm paying you for your time, but I just want to show you the work that I do. I don't need a consultation. 
uh, I'm just want to pay you for your time and introduce myself and the body of work to you properly. And I went on to introduce him to the work I showed him, Cosmic DNA, The Language of the Universe, which is, I got it right now. It's a book that I'm writing, and it's uh, right now it's in the, um, it's in the uh, manuscript form. And I just showed him a little portion of all the predictions that we wrote about in the past and how these events happened. And he was totally blown away that he wanted to keep it. And I let him keep it, no problem, I let him keep it. And um, then I went into the picture book. And I showed him all the trips. The spring equinox trip that's coming up in March is trip number 13. We're going to make 13 journeys, all right? So 12 spiritual, spiritual trips across the nation on sacred vortexes. And uh, I am, we got some cool pictures. You know, I'm talking about in Sedona. There's a lot of light energy that's popping up in these pictures, these orbs popping up over Rick's heart and 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 all this energy around Brother Durrell, around Doreen and we go to North Carolina and call on our Archangel Michael when thunder starts to happen and ain't no rain, but thunder start rumbling through. The next thing you know, this big old light pops up and we take a picture of it and the heavens open up. We got eyes that had opened up um, for me putting a Hebrew script in the window. Um, you know, we leave North Carolina one time doing a ceremony with the United States flag involving fire. And uh, you got to understand that flag is our flag. That flag is a flag of the ancestors. 50 stars and stripes deal with the 50-year cycle that Sirius A and B switch positions going in the dance like the figure eight, like a pretzel. They switch position approximately every 50 years. So the 50 stars and stripes uh, deals with our science. And even before the 50 was 13, right? So it was 13 stars on the 13 stripes and deal with the 13 colonies was dealing with sun being approximately 13 degrees on July 4th in Cancer, which the sun sits directly in front of Sebdeck or what we know as the star Sirius. So we didn't graduate it from 13 degrees Cancer, 13 stars and stripes, and 13 colonies to 50 states. And the reason why the ancestors at that time elected Europeans to stop at the number 50 because we still had to get through the Syrian order to let you know your ancestral gateway, your ancestral home. So we had to stop it at 50. You understand what I'm saying? So don't get caught up in the physical component of who's creating things. You have to get into the world's thought and trace the spirit of the idea that is implanting things in our in our physical world for us to understand our spiritual phenomena, our spiritual gateway back home. All right, so when we when we do this with the flag and honor it the way we know it should be honored and put the element to it the way it should be done, instantly four days later after we leave that location, um, and you can Google it, an eagle by the name of Isis died. And you will see that happened on June 27, 2013. We was there on the equinox of 21st, 22nd, 23rd, up in that area. All right, I'm mean, on the summer solstice. It's around that time. So every time we go to these places, there's something that mirrors the reality. And in other times, it's just a physical aspect of light that will pop up to show you from the divine world that God is real in the biblical stories that you heard of these angels appearing like men or these lights appearing. And, and, and that stuff is very real, but it's talking about you have to do it and just not believe in from the past. You have to get into this phenomenon yourself, okay? So anyway, um, I'm at here. <laughs> I told the teacher, um, I told him, showed him, showed him the lights and everything, totally amazed by that. And um, I gave him a truth about the black reality. Now, this is the truth. If you're not black and you're listening, 
this is the truth that I know you know is the truth. And we can just let's just be real about it and just hear this truth. The truth of the matter is this. When we look out into um, spiritual conversation, spiritual arena, such as like the Hay House uh, aspect, when it's really going on on the big scale, um, when you're dealing with something that happened in 1987 called the harmonic convergence, when you look at what's taking place in the, uh, again, on the Hay House circuit, or when you look into these uh, pictures of the, the Chinese masters doing things, you don't see black people in abundance, if at all, to be honest with you. And I mean that, if at all. And there's a reason for that. There's, it's called the slave era from the past, civil rights era, and it's called Mike Brown. That was just last year, which is a reinforcement of an old thought form that represents racism and suppression and things of that nature. And I'm not telling people to divorce themselves from that reality, but you have to understand that it must be a very thin line for us to look at things of the past because the truth of the matter is we identify with slavery and racism, but but we in in this lifetime we 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 are not slaves in this lifetime, majority of us didn't in the civil rights era, but yet we carry the burden and the pain as if we had that experience. And that is a selective psychosis. The best word I can hear that I ever heard from it comes from Dr. Joyce D. Legary, who she got married, I forget her married name now, but she has a book called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. And that's exactly what the African-American black community has, post-traumatic slave syndrome. All right? So... Um, um, long story short, I petitioned him for an acre or two of land and um, so we can start doing the work on the land and have a place for spiritual refuge because financially I don't have the money to go buy the land and things like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to shoot my shot. And he told me that let's do it. He said, but first let me take care of some things. Let me take care of some zoning issues and things of that nature. But in the meantime, let's build our relationship. Let's start Let's start working with each other. And I give you the best price on the resort if you hold your retreats here. And let's just start our relationship with just a master, literally a master from the Wu-Lang Mountains told me. All right? So the door has been open. Literally, the door is literally open up in the mountains and whatnot for us to get into more of an energetic work. And I'm going to tell you where I'm going is more into the inner alchemy of inner self because we have mastered the outer reality, the outer mysteries or outer enlightenment when we're looking at the stars and we're looking at plants and we're looking at Batman as melanin and we're looking at all these different cold things outside of ourselves and we're searching for God outside of ourselves. But you have to be very, very careful if you're not really grounded because what happens is you start keep on looking and looking and looking at all these different schools of thought, which is cool, but you got to remember in your regular life, sometimes you're stressed, sometimes you're not. There's stress again. There's more stress. Sometimes you're not more stressed. You get behind on this, get behind on the bill. Relationships start to fall apart. You don't know how to integrate the information. You want to be employed. You want to do this and live more of a spiritual life, but you can't because you got to pay the bills, more stress, more stress. And then it's called a nervous breakdown. I've seen it happen over and over again. And and a lot of that is because we keep expending our energy outside of ourselves. And we need to pull that energy and draw it back in. We need to start dealing with the inner self, dealing with the inner alchemy, dealing with who you are. So I'm going to talk about this a little bit because we're the kind of people, and I'm going to move on, we're the kind of people that say, I love you with all my heart. But and I say, well, that's interesting. And I give you these heart-shaped candies. And I say, well, 
shown me how the human heart works. There's four chambers. What chambers do what? What's, what's happening? We don't know. We have absolutely, absolutely no idea. Do you know there's a certain side of your heart that generates the heartbeat and the other side doesn't? What, what side of the heart does that? You understand what I'm saying? So we really don't know ourselves. Now, let me make this disclaimer. You don't have to know the anatomy of yourself to offer love. I'm not saying that. I am not saying that. Because you can be a Buddha and you can really live in the moment. However, however, something that's different with the Western mindset. Nine times out of ten, you don't project and give or receive that unconditional love that you will receive from, like, a grandmother or grandfather, that you will receive from, like, a spiritual guru, a Buddha, uh, a Baba Mahayadin, this, this saint who came from overseas over to America. You don't exude that. You don't really experience that in your everyday reality, especially when you come from the hood. You understand what I'm saying? There's certain elements that are predominant from that mindset of the environment, okay? It may become necessary for us to intellectually start to cultivate the spirit by knowing thyself and knowing the function because, again, we are caught up in this charade of I love you with all my heart, Valentine's Day, but I don't know the heart, and I have been into a thousand relationships, and all of them have ended, and I thought I was in love, and I never foresaw the ending coming. And, you know, we just don't know, and we keep on perpetuating the same cycle over and over again. So maybe it is time for us to call a timeout and get into the inner mysteries and knowing thyself. So that is the future course that's coming. I'm actually going to release it on 11-11, all the way up in September. we got nine months from now. All right, so nine months from now, it's going to be a new course called Cosmo Sutra, which is um, dealing with the inner alchemy of yourself, and it's going to be about 18 months to 24 months long, so it's going to be about a year and a half to a two-year study. And I say Cosmo Sutra, ooh, that's that sexy stuff, and it is. But, however, the sexy stuff is you yourself. So don't think that it's sexy stuff in the beginning. It's not that. It is you understanding your heart. It is you understanding your brain, right? It is you understanding the process of where memory is at, where is the emotional um, command center in your brain that sends these stress chemicals or heavy chemicals throughout your body. What is the process? What is the route that these chemicals take in your body to start this reaction that you're going to have that ultimately creates your reality because your aura starts to generate a feeling, right, and it broadcasts a signal out into the field, and then you will electromagnetically attract someone who is vibing to the way that your cells are feeling, not what you're thinking, what you're feeling, it's totally different from what you're thinking, unless you can marry the two, what you're feeling, and then you have something called this event that takes place. So the best way to get inside, oh, thank you. Oh, kissing me on the radio? Uh, but the way that we get into this, is by getting into the body, right? So when you get into it, you get into your inner self. So we get into the brain, we get into the heart, we get into the reproduction system, we get into the endocrine system. The endocrine system is very dope because it's the chemical factory, it's the chemical system that says, oh, you want this? You need this chemical? It's a bartender. It's being at the bar, it's being at the club, that's the endocrine system, all right? Or this how you feeling? This is what you want? You want another shot of this? All right, so that, that's what it does. And we're going to get into these different systems. All right, then we move into blood types. All right, blood types is very important. You got four types. The four types of blood is really corresponding to the four elements. 
the four cardinal directions. You understand what I'm saying? So this is a unique science. In Japan, they're heavy on blood type compatibility. All right? That's a science. All right? So we're going to get into the cosmic forces. I call that section cosmic forces. Once you didn't demonstrate that you can, uh, you know yourself and you know how your systems work and you understand cosmic forces, then we move into male cultivation and the women will move into female cultivation of sexual energy when you work with yourself. There is something called ovarian breathing. You can breathe from your ovaries and empower yourself from the ovaries. Men, you can breathe from your testicles and start to empower yourself and learn how to start to bring qing, not qi, but qing, learn how to bring sexual essence up from the palates, from, from the ovaries and from the testicles, and learn how to bring it up to your, uh, let it come up the channels and bring it up to your brain. So we're going to learn the difference between what we say orgasm and ejaculation. Ejaculation is just a, a feeling when you allow the energy to escape from the first gate, the sexual gate. There's a way for you to bypass that energy and start to unbypass that gate and start to unlock different chemicals in your body, which in return you start to unlock the elixir of immortality. And then you will start you will start to halt the aging process and then ultimately you will start to reverse it and you will become younger. So I got an eighth house settlement in astrology. So I, I understand it and I got it in my cosmic seal and I showed that to the master. I went and showed him my birth chart and said, Look at this. And I explained it to him. He was very blown away by it because um, the first question he asked in the book is called, do you know who you are? And that's a very, very important question. I thought that was phenomenal to start that way. Do you know who you are? So we have to know who we are. So once we know who we are, then we learn how to cultivate our own individual energy. Then we move into something called sexual reflexology. Then we move into learning how to merge energy together. So don't tell me that you love me with all your heart, but you don't understand the function of the heart, and then you just want to have, uh, you know, you just want to have meaningless sex and waste energy and not deplete life force. And you know how it is today in today's world, especially with men. Men will go bang, 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 and then they pass out. And it's like, oh, I gotta go to sleep or go smoke a cigarette or something because they just lost, they just lost the life force. Now think about it. In a Western culture, through sex, we have become um, addicted to having sex and even feels good to lose the life force. Think about it. So when men have an, uh, not even an orgasm, that's not what you're having, it's actually having, we can call it a genital orgasm if we want to, but let's call it ejaculation because orgasm really is something that's more organic and more supreme and more whole as a being. Well, all of the energy centers is involved versus it escaping through the first gates of the sexual organ. And, you know, you have that moment, that apex moment, and it's like, ah, right, you let it out. And the reason why you moan and the reason why you scream and the reason why you, you feel that is because life is literally leaving the male body. I'm talking to the men. The life force is leaving your body. You become addicted, addicted to what's known as the miniature death. Right, so now the penis starts to the blood starts to contract. You start to go limp, and you want to go to sleep. You want to die. You want to go to the spiritual world. You are like a male um, black widow who knows that when he has sex with a woman, she's going to eat him. He's going to die, but he don't care. He's the moth to the flame. He has to go through the experience in order to be reborn again. I understand it. It's a spiritual context to it. That's a very high science to it, but there's also a low side to it in which we have been experiencing for the greater part. So if you lost your hair earlier, things like that, and you can't stop uh, with my man Charlemagne, the guy says, shooting up the club, which is ejaculating inside of the vagina. If you can't stop that process, you're losing life force. So therefore, the protein 
that's coming out of you, the atomic energy that's coming out of you, especially for men, where you have the ability to, to literally in one ejaculation, if all of the human seed, the power inside of the male ejaculation could be fertilized that day or impregnate of that day, you could populate the entire United States easy with no problem in one ejaculation, just one. Just one. That's a lot of power, a lot of power. And Western science is just now catching up to the science of, wait a minute, the sexual energy stuff, this stuff is actually powerful. It can help rejuvenate. Duh, we've been said that in astrology, Scorpio, eighth house. This is the power of sexual rejuvenation. What you think happens when you have a baby? You recreate yourself and you start to see the resemblance of you, although they have have their own individual spirit and everything, but we start to see what we call traits inside of you. So there's a process in which we must learn how to reverse nature. In the vow, it talks about if you follow nature, you die. But follow nature to reverse the process you live. Okay? All right. So enough about that. So um, long story short, so the door is open, right? The door is open. So in the future, starting with the fall equinox, everything that I'll be doing from 2015 and beyond, I'll be showing it up in the mountains with the Chinese master. Okay? And I need you to come because there's a tradition. You got to understand that through the cultural revolution that happened in China, understand that that, there was a period of time where uh, if if you believed in God, anything spiritual, you had to go. They was killing priests. They was knocking temples down and, you know, didn't care. You know what I'm saying? And he comes from that era of time where it had to be taught in secrecy and it was handed down literally word word uh, from mouth to ear, which is the true tradition of the Kabbalists, right, from mouth to ear. And uh, it wasn't until 1976 when it was over, uh, really 77 when it was over, that it was, you know, the, the new regime came in and started to restore um, the spiritual practices. And that was a big thing back in the Cold War days, like the communists didn't believe in God. They weren't, they weren't allowed to infuse spiritual principles inside of government, okay? So when we do the work now and you see, hey, we up in the mountains, please come because there's someone that is uh, really a master that is awaiting you. All right. Now, also part of that story, because I took the oil machine and everything with me, I really gave my best pitch, and he was like, you went. I'm the first person who he granted a full scholarship to learn. In other words, I don't have to pay to learn. And he told me the truth. He said, you know, my the black community is very small. In the Kung Fu, you know, um, Wu Dang and, and, and the Qigong, Tai Chi type of thing, he said, only when besides when I go to Atlanta, St. Louis, I get more of a black turnout, but... Um, he said, but I tell my organizers, if black people come, you, you give discount because I know that my prices is, 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 is the bare minimum that I set for myself, but I know that a lot of black people can't afford it, all right? And I was really gracious to hear that because he was aware of the black people's absence, their presence. And I'm going to tell you something about Kuan Yin and why I love Kuan Yin because Kuan Yin is said to have, she represents the embodiment of compassion and mercy, right? And it is said that she will not go through to her ascension and continue to evolve into every single human being has tapped into their immortal soul and has learned compassion and formed their way to spiritual enlightenment. I said, wow. That, that is the worst of the worst game bangers somebody who you can call insane, whatever, every single human being has to get to the point of evolve and she won't go forward. 
just to even say that or even understand what that looks like. Of all the people on the earth, you won't continue to evolve because you want everyone else to evolve. That's one hell of an accolade to have. And I'm going to tell you something on the earth, um, black people, um, black people, uh, have to be spiritually redeemed and have to come to a point of a mass awakening collectively before this earth is going to see the dramatic shift of a new age. I'm just going to make it plain. It's vitally important because on record, you are the last people who were in a slave system, and you are the last people and currently under, you know, that still the Mike Brown situation just reinforces that so there's a lot of progress still to be made for a true new world order to come in, but you got to understand what that looks like. You're going to have a rainbow coalition of different folks. I don't care if they're gay. I don't care if they're abolitionists. I don't care if it was Europeans from the Union who told white Southern people, y'all better cut it out because if y'all keep that slavery up, we are going to go to war and we're going to kill you. Can I really look at the, the thought form of one European to another European that says, no, that is not the way over here. Okay? Let's look at the thought. Where did the idea come from? 50 stars and stripes? Serious? 13 stars and stripes? Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying? So, anyway, let's move on. The tree of life in the Bible, Genesis 2 and 9, um, was planted next to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So we have um, two trees in Genesis, two trees, all right, two trees. And this is very important to understand because this is a major code of wisdom in this part of the scripture. And it really amazes me how we can get beyond Genesis, so much in Genesis that it can, man, you can do volumes of work on the understanding of Genesis alone. And I don't see how we get so far off into other stuff. We don't even understand the basics of the male-female relationship, Adam and Eve, and sexual energy, and they saw that they was naked, and we know what the snake represents and kundalini energy and things of that nature. And it's just so much there. Um, but there's a major code with the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of that had good and evil on it, and we have a tree of life, but we don't have a tree of life and death. But we got a tree of life. Notice that that this tree of life, it has no opposite polarity like the tree of knowledge does. The tree of knowledge said, I have good and evil. That's a tree of polarity or a tree of duality. And once man eats off the tree of duality, then surely you will die. But why? Why? So we got a tree of life. This pure life. It's not a tree of life and death. It didn't say that. A tree of life. But when you get to knowledge, then when you get into knowledge, you will start to understand something called a duality. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the trick. That's the trick. See, the moment that your perception declares, and perception is a very key word because perception is not something that's necessarily we can locate in the human brain. Now, we can understand that your perception is shaped based off your past experiences, your memory, your, your cultural identification, the way you grew up shapes your perception, but the perception in itself, the ability of it does not have a function in the human brain. Your experiences that you have becomes a memory, and we can locate that in the human brain called the hippocampus, 
your memories can create an emotional response, which is a chemical response. We can locate that in the limbic brain called the pituitary gland and hypothalamus, right? But perception, how you perceive something, that's based off of your experience and your memory of what you are taught, what is good and what is bad, okay? So the moment that your perception declares an event as bad or good, you fragment your consciousness, and these two forces within you start to fight each other. And you know what I'm talking about. It's called, I love him and I love her, but he, she cheated on me, and that was so bad. And now in your memory, in your limbic brain, your memory and emotional chemicals, we call it where your memory and emotional chemicals are produced, you start to battle the bad memories with the good ones and vice versa. And this produces wear and tear on the body, which is a state of decay. You understand? So in other words, the moment that you classify something as bad, as something as evil, as something that you do not wish to experience, and if you have the experience, because it's bad, it automatically is going to piss you off, it's going to make you mad, and it's going to stress you out because your perception of the reality is bad. In Cosmos Sutra, that's coming up, I just told you about, which we deal heavily in the internal um, alchemy process, off the top you're taught about the two states of cellular consciousness. we got to stop getting so smart. There's only two states of being. You know it as good and evil, all right? Cells only know growth or protection. We can call that love, and they know stress when it's time to protect and, and, and fight. That's called stress. I'm under attack. I'm stressed out, so I can't grow. I don't want to give you energy to digest your food. I don't want to create new cells right now because I'm stressed out. I want to fight because you're angry up there in your mind, okay? Now, when you're not there, it says, oh, I can breathe, okay? Let me grow new cells and grow the body and let me flow. I'm in a state of love. So it only knows two realities. So the tree or the cellular reality mirrors that of good and evil. So how do you get to the tree of life, the tree of immortality, where there is no evil? And you change your perception about the situation and understand that you have to extract the good. Why should it happen? Right? So a real-life situation. Man, Tom's going fast. Real-life situation. Uh, I like to use my father as an example because it's real. Uh, my mother cheated on my father, what they call cheat, um, back in the early 80s, like 81, 82. And they divorced after that, 81, 82. And it's been, what, 30-something years? 30-plus years after that, and um, kidneys is giving them issues and talk about stress, and you say, yeah, just stop right there. Cole, this is what he says. Stop right there because stress will cause, cause some issues, health issues. And my number one source of stress was your mama. He said, I'm like, dude, y'all ain't even been together uh, well, you don't know that about mm, ten uh, about ten years ago, I know y'all hooked up on the DL one time, but I ain't gonna say nothing. But dude, y'all ain't been married in that situation that you keep replaying in your head took place thirty plus years ago, bro. But see, it's in his memory. I know where it's at in his brain. 
is right there in his limbic brain called the hippocampus. And the moment that you keep reliving that mentally, you keep turning on a batch of chemicals to say, okay, this is how you feel it. Now it got to the point where the adrenal glands, which you get your adrenaline, your rush from, the adrenal glands is secreting these chemicals inside of the kidneys, and the kidneys say, oh, I didn't have enough. I can't take no more, so I'm about to go out. I'm about to go bye-bye. You kill me. You're diminishing me here. You see what I'm saying? Because you keep replaying something in your mind like a scratch record. Okay? So had you shift your your perception and say, hey, man, listen, that's what you want to do. You mess up a good thing, baby girl. You see you later. Take care of my son. Do that because I'm going to do that anyway. That's what I do. He lost his job after 17 years. He holds a gripe about that. If he just changes perception and say, you know what, I'm going to sell the property that I'm on because I own my own building. I'm going to sell that, and I'm going to go to my dream location, my dream place, which is Rio de Janeiro, right? He will go to Rio de Janeiro, live in the studio apartment, and live in fantasy world and be happy and never have to work again, and I can have somebody paying me rent or paying me mortgage or just, you know, whatever. You can take a different position. So the lesson that you have to learn, because you got to think about it, obviously the lesson that you have to learn is the lesson in forgiveness because it's 30-something plus years later and you're still recalling the same thing. So the lesson for you is forgiveness. So we got to be able to extract the lesson outside of the, what we perceive to be a bad situation, see it as good, and once you understand it was good, you now go back to the primordial beginning. What's the primordial beginning in Genesis? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and he saw that it was good, and that was day one. In the beginning, God created the trees, and he saw that it was good, and that was day two. In the beginning, God created this, and he saw that it was good. Everything was told, which is good in Hebrew, good, good, good. But death creeps in when you have a knowledge of something that is evil, and it is simply talking about your emotional, mental state once you classify it as that. The way that you get back to immortality is understanding that everything is good. In other words, you shift your consciousness to become the Dalai Lama. Now, the Dalai Lama can come and I can say, Dalai Lama, you a motherfucker, you, you, you be you motherfucker. And the Dalai Lama will probably look at me and smile and look gay, gay and just put both of his praying hands together because he's mastered or should have mastered a certain state of consciousness where everything is all good. You understand? Very important. We talk about that in the course that's coming up in um, uh, November, 11-11. So let's define immortality. You are immortal. The Tao teaches us that your human spirit never changes. Although you may change physical bodies, lifetime after lifetime, you keep your original shin, you keep your original spirit. You have to come into a knowledge of the immortal self and choose to cultivate your spirit by doing what you know in your heart is the greater good for your spirit to obtain happiness and peace. You do not need a reading to determine what you know in your heart you always wanted to experience, and that's something that makes you extremely one with creation. Immortality is about you recognizing that the spirit, your original spirit, called the Yang Shen, your original spirit, not your what we call Shi Shen. Shi Shen is your intelligent spirit. The intelligent part of you talks yourself out of the immortal part. We do it all the time. Okay? Uh, no, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll work out tomorrow. Yeah, I need to lose the stomach, but I'll do it tomorrow. We do it all the time. All right? So you need to just recognize that the immortality already exists inside of you. You are the immortal, and you need to start doing things to cultivate your spirit and be in tune with that. And once you cut it on, because that's all genes do. Genes say, that, look, turn me on. Turn the switch on. I'm in here. Turn it on. I want to come out and play. Once you turn it on and you adopt the concept and really knowing and understanding that you are immortal, 
then you're going to start to go through a process of what we call rejuvenation and your more being will start to come out. Only thing you have to do is acknowledge it. Everyone is born from God or the source or Tao, therefore you are an immortal. Point blank period. Okay? So in the Tao, we have three worlds. These three worlds are equivalent to the three pillars within the tree of life. We have the left side on the tree of life, the middle, and the right. If you can, I want you to Google image, Google image Kabbalah tree of life so you can understand where I'm going with this. All right? So we got three pillars. These three pillars, the left, the middle, and the right, these represent the three worlds in the Tao. All right. The world in the Tao are the primordial world of Yang. Okay? This is the divine world. The middle world of where souls await reincarnation. Similar to this world, they allow, but they're awaiting reincarnation to the physical world. It's called the world of Yin. Okay? The mommy, the feminine essence that gives birth. And our world, where we're at on earth in Kabbalah, we call it Malkuth. The kingdom, which is another name for it, is Malka, which means queendom. The queen is the nickname for this world down here. This is the world of yin and yang. So we are a mixture. This world is a mixture of the divine world in heaven, and then the world just above this or beyond our senses, shall we say, that has um, people who are awaiting reincarnation. This world is the mixture that, and this is why in New Orleans, our spiritual places and graveyards, you can feel the energy, take pictures, and you're going to see what we call ghosts. You won't see it awaiting reincarnation in that particular world that lays just a little bit beyond our senses. Okay? So those are the three worlds. So let's look at our world on the tree of life called Malkuth at the very bottom of the tree. All right? We have three paths that connects to the earth looking at the tree. Now, another thing is I don't want you to look at the tree as a thing that you have to ascend and go up. Okay? Now, hold on. I got three minutes left. And we're going to go a little bit over time, but those of you that's listening on the Internet portion is cut off, so you have to call in. The call-in number is... 818 369 0368. Again, visit the website myastrologycoach.com. Click on the events tab and um, join us for the spring equinox if you can. Join us for the summer solstice if you can't make the spring equinox. Just go to the events tab and um, take your time. Go through the website. A lot of stuff on there. I want you to um, go to the membership tab. Join us for the Full Moon Empowerment Club for only nine bucks a month. We get together on a full moon and we do collective um, meditation and at the same time affirmations up under the power of the full moon. And um, if you want more of the readings and getting into the personal aspect and just want to get some more personal guidance and see how the energy works in your life on a monthly basis, the Astral Tarot Network is a perfect tool for that. If you're into crystals and candles, the candles that have specific intents, I want you to visit the website, go to the shop tab and hit Casilda's Crystal Corner. And then also I want you to hit the Star Fusions tab on the um, shop tab and get this new body product. That's the Bath Body Products. Definitely support that. It's vitally, vitally important. Because you got to wash up every day. It's, 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 it's a necessity, right? This is one necessity you got to have. And um, um, I'm just taking everybody that's on the wild with the Star Fusions, Bath and Body, and everybody that's with my astrology coach. Um, when the doors open up, and they, like I said, been opened up up in the mountains on 80-plus acres of land, a resort center, going to get the best prices possible, and then when some business get taken care of, and the only thing we got to do is just show up and do the work and help build, we're guaranteed one to two acres of land from somebody from China dealing with the real spiritual science or from that particular aspect, all right? So join us at myastrologycoach.com and take your time, all right? All right. 
So what was I here? All right. So when we look at the world of Mount Kufu on the tree, we have three paths that connect to the earth, right? We got Mercury on the left. And we have the moon in the middle and Venus to the right. Now, this arrangement, I love it because it represents our solar system reality. So Venus is one planet in front of us. When you look at the solar system diagram, you'll understand that Venus is the planet in front of us. Tonight, when the sun goes down and it turns dark, going to west, you're going to see this bright, bright star, and that's going to be Venus. Venus, on the approximate, on the average, is about 26 million miles away from the Earth, planet to planet outside of the moon. Planet to planet, this is the closest, these are the two closest planets in the solar system, Venus and Earth, and it is known that Venus and Earth are said to be twins. They kind of look alike in a sense, all right? And the reason why it's so bright because it's the closest planet to us, all right? So it's immediately in front of us, and behind us is Mars, but on the Tree of Life we got Mercury coming in um, from the left side of the tree, and we got the moon in the middle. Now, of course, the moon being the absolute closest planet when we count it as a planet, all right? In the solar system diagram, we don't count it as a planet, but in astrology, we count it as a planet for sure because it has the strongest magnetic pull and influence over human behavior. Now, one thing you can do is you can, medical journals actually noted this, um, and I think it was in the J Psychology, I forget what year, but you can Google something called the Transylvania Effect in the full moon effect, and you'll see that this was actually talked about in medical journals that they notice an increase of crime and hospital visits during the full moon. So you know that. That's why you're here, because you already know that. So the moon obviously has this affinity with a woman's menstrual cycle, and we can see that reality as well. And I always say if the moon has a gravitational pull on the high tides and low tides of all this water on the ocean and on the earth, then certainly it has to have an affinity for the length and the water that's inside of the human being who is said to be um, over 70% water ourselves. So it has to have this pull on us, and it does. And it also, what a lot of people don't know is the moon rules a region in the brain called the Olympic brain. Very important to understand that. All right, the Olympic brain is under the dominion of the moon. So let's look at these three planets that is coming into Earth in Malkuth. All right, we have the moon, which is our emotional response. And we need to really understand this because the moon, who's about, on average, almost 239,000 miles away from here, that distance of space, that invisible space called distance, uh, is where the astral plane um, uh, exists within this region. It's a vast world, but it's because it, you got to understand that it's an invisible magnetic pool of energy that is that the moon is actually calling upon the earth to say, okay, it's high tide time. Oh, it's low time. You know what I'm saying? There's a pool. There's this invisible stream of energy called magnetism or attraction that is taking place. Well, now we know the distance, so therefore we can measure the reality of where the astral world is because the moon deals with dreams and things of that nature, all right? So we have to understand now, as human beings in the world of yin-yang, in the world of duality, in the world of the illusion, um, I'm going to make the statement and say that the earth is at home. And see, in astrology, you never hear about where the earth is home to. Where does the earth rule? The sun rules Leo, Mercury rules Virgo, Mars rules Aries. Well, where does the earth rule? Well, I'll tell you what the Earth rules. The Earth is rule. The Earth rules Aquarius, and um, the Earth also rules Pisces, and the Earth is exalted in Virgo, as well. All right, and I have to use a whole another show to explain the concept of how we came to it. Um, but it's fairly simple. But when you understand 
the moon, we have to understand the uh, emotional aspect of intuition and magnetism. And when we're on Malkuth, the world of yin-yang, we're in the world of the ultimate illusion. And that's why I'm telling you that the earth is at home in Pisces as well because we're in the realm of the ultimate illusion. Pisces is illusion, right? Deception, uh, Neptune, the trickster type of thing. But your senses are tricked all the time in this reality because you think the sun lies and you think the sun sets. You think that the sun, who is about, on average, 93 million miles in front of you at all times, you think at 12 o'clock at high noon is up above your head when it is really in front of you, 93 million miles. Look at the solar system diagram again. You're spinning around the sun. So if you're spinning around the sun, please tell me how in the world does it look like the sun is above your head when you're spinning around the sun? You understand? So your senses of good and evil, that, that's that tree of knowledge thing, your senses trick you in this reality, making this the ultimate testing pool of yin and yang. You're in a world where you have to, for the most part, to experience oneness you yearn to be with the opposite sex, and now we got to a point where we yearn to be with the same sex, which is a whole other phenomenon, um, to become one. You yearn to be with somebody else to become one, to experience love. You understand that? So you live in this world of duality, which is a trick because the duality actually comes from the one source. The source itself is, in other words, I'm saying God is a Gemini, right? It's the evil twin, bad twin type of thing called God and the devil, called Cain and Abel. The Just by in the sex story, the production of the sex story, the first thing that your awareness went to was the concept of twins. But one was good and one was bad, representing the tree of good and evil. It's a twin concept that comes from one father that comes from one mother. The two is one. Not the one becomes two. The two is one. We even learn mathematics differently. One plus one equals two. I don't know. One plus one may equal three. Mom plus dad equals son or equals child. One plus one can equal three. Maybe we should say one and one equals two. But maybe since they say plus, maybe the plus is really considered and, and we need to use something else to make one and one equals three. You understand what I'm saying? So even our concept of mathematics is slightly stirred, right? So anyway, we have to understand the emotional aspect. We have to understand duality in this world. We need to move past duality in this world in order to go into the ascension. And I meant, I want you to see ascension. Don't look at the tree of life like you have to go up. There's no such thing as up in the solar system when you're going around the sun. You're swirling in and out like a Qigong movement of taking your arms and swirling like a whirlpool, you're swirling in and out through the solar system is your sacred dance. That's why the Sufis put on a dress and they swirl, right, to represent the swirl at the crown of your head where the top of your head and the back meets where, you know, you got the brush waves when you brush your hair, that little swirl right there, you know what I'm saying, and the cosmic Milky Way that's in your dome, you know what I mean? So, so you are the swirl. So we're swirling in and out of ascension and descension processes, not something that I have to go up in heaven and come down. That is another trick of your senses. So you're swirling within it. You live within it already when you understand the diagram of the solar system on a lateral plane and not a, a vertical up and down plane. You're swirling within it, okay? Now, 
Mercury coming from the left, we got to understand Mercury because Mercury is your brain. It is your logic. It is your neocortex, as we call it. It is the thinking you. It is the logical self that says, my name is Ampu. Today I am going to go to the store. It is all things that are logic that you can conceive of. It's your rational mind. It is the one that is responsible for knowing the difference between, so-called difference between right and wrong. Mercury rules the brain, Gemini. It rules logic. It doesn't rule all of the brain. It rules the neocortex portion of the brain. This is some brand new stuff. I've never even heard anybody say that, honestly. It rules the neocortex because the limbic brain, brain number two, known as the, mam- the mammal brain, the limbic, L-I-M-B-I-C, the limbic brain is ruled by the moon and also Neptune, Okay. So there's a little duel for you. So we have to understand the earth and the tree of life wants us to understand Mercury. So Mercury represents your mind. So although your sun sign, I'm a Virgo, I'm a Leo, that's what the sun was, but the planet Mercury, based off its position, tells us the mind state of the natives, what their conscious mind is going to be like, what they think, how they communicate. Very important, wouldn't you say? Because we can almost say that your mind gives way to your personality. So that's why Mercury and the sun, they, 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 Mercury is the first planet from the sun styled as the messenger god in mythology because since he's the first one from the sun, he communicates all of the light that is being spun past him in order to get to you on earth. You understand? So therefore, since we are light beings and we know we are light, we can rub the carpet with our feet, touch something, we've got a heartbeat, which is electricity, we know we're light. The light that's coming from the sun actually had to pass the gravitational pull of Mercury first in order to get to you. Okay? So Mercury is styled as the messenger, which talks about your mind, your logical mind. Mercury is also known as the trickster as well. All right? So your logical mind. So on Earth, Malkuth, we have to understand the mind. We have to understand emotion. And finally, when we look on the right side of the tree, we see Venus coming into the Earth, which is the closest planetary combination, which is the ruler of relationships. Some say money when it rules Taurus. Robert Hand, who I love to death, uh, his work, he doesn't give Venus dominion over money. He doesn't see that. He sees it over more of the relationship aspect. And um, i got to look at that. But nevertheless, money and relationships are pretty much our primary areas of concern. What's up with my money? And what's up with my relationships? I get to health later. I get them. My kids, I, I got them under control. I check them. I tell them what to do. What's up with my money and what's up with my boo? <laughs> That's what we want to know in the West, right? So we have to understand the Venetian principle of relationships. Very important. We have to understand the relationship. But what is the relationship? Is it really a relationship with someone else? Or is it really the relationship with yourself at this phase of, 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 of this point in the tree of life? And, again, we're talking about the bottom portion. We're at Malkuth. We're at the very bottom. It looks like the bottom of the diagram. To my left, i got Mercury, my mind. In the middle, I have the moon, which is my emotional Olympic brain self, right? Also governs sexual organs. And then to my right, i got the concept of relationships, Okay. So, again, relationship with who? Well, let's talk about the relationship with yourself first and how this yin-yang energy infuses itself down into this reality. See, this is the gumbo pot. This is, this is, 
They, I heard they called the Gulf of Mexico the toilet bowl of the Atlantic <laughs> because everything, all the debris gets swept up into that little bowl, that little curve up in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's a nasty ocean. I've never been there, but, you know, you say that's what the Gulf of Mexico is. It's the toilet bowl, right? Well, the earth is the toilet bowl of the um, immortal, immortal experience because immortals, as an immortal, you had a yearning, as the Tao teaches, you had a yearning to be with someone and you decided to incarnate into this particular world. In the Kabbalah or the aspect of the Zohar, it is said that um, the two come before the throne of the Creator and they announce that the daughter of Minister Jew is married to the son of Minister Ample. You know what I'm saying? And then this divine union is announced, and then the souls get to come down here in incarnation, and then we have to pray that they find each other. Because in the process, because remember, we got Mercury on the left side, on your left brain, right? Mercury is um, cognitive abilities, and it deals with the mind. And then the moon in front of you deals with the limbic brain where memory is stored, right? You start to forget things as you come into this reality. So things you you got to learn how to talk. You have to learn how to walk. You have to learn how to differentiate between things. You understand what I'm saying? So in this world, in week one, um, the job is to understand that there is no duality, that the duality is one. That's the ultimate trick. The duality is one. In the tree of life, we actually put it there. It's right in front of us with the number 26, which is the sacred name of the creator, but the 26th path is the path of the devil. That path it locks the male and female energies and binds them together by a chain to this box, binds them together to, to the, binding their senses is what it's talking about. But the devil on the path that has the same numerical frequency as the sacred name of the creator in Hebrew. So in other words, the reality is you are the coin. There is no good and bad. You are the coin. You are the Gemini yourself. You understand what I'm saying? When we become fragmented, some of the conversation uh, earlier in the week, or last week rather, um, I was conversing about, about some being fragmented. Oh, when um talking about how uh, God is a sugar daddy, right? You know, me and Miss be talking about doing this God is series. And um I was looking at the beautiful process of photosynthesis where light is converted into sugar. And that's interesting because light is converted into sugar into plants and in the human body because the human body produces glucose. It automatically produces sugar. That's that's what your spleen does. Right? That's I'm sorry, that's what your pancreas does. It produces insulin. You get the you know, you get the sweet stuff. You know? Hold on, I got the mailman here. Message for me. Okay, Elliot. Yeah. Give me one second, see talking about talking about you and the mailman popped up on me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Thank you. 
All right, y'all. All right, so the the pancreas produces the sugar. So I said, oh, man, ain't that something? The sugar daddy in, in, in our current mythology of experience, the sugar daddy is the one that, you know, hey, girl, and, you know, wine and dine you type of thing. And I'm like, well, God is a sugar daddy because the process of light, if it wasn't for light, we wouldn't have life on earth. So the process of light inside of the human body, we actually convert light and energy food and the plants convert light into sugar. So therefore, when you got this sweet tooth and chocolate becomes a sentiment of love, that's because that's a cosmic principle on how you transmute light in this reality. So God is a sugar daddy. I'm having this conversation, God, a sugar daddy. That's disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I, I go really all out. I take it to the club aspect on it. You know, what if God loves harlots or God loves hoes, you know? And, and that's disrespectful. <clears throat> and to say it's disrespectful, clearly you, you haven't you haven't read anything. You don't know that um, God finds favor in Tamar with Judah. He finds favor of Rahab, um, who um, Abraham's nephew was in the city, and she allowed the harlot allowed spies for the Lord to come in and peep the scenery. And the Lord spared that whore, you know. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation, right? So I'm, I'm saying that to say that, see, in that book, it shows you that the duality of what you think is evil really ain't evil, and you have to understand it. And I want you to do a quick homework assignment. In the book of Job, it says it so cleverly when he was like, he talked to his wife, and his wife was like, listen, the devil didn't put a curse on you, but don't you curse God. You better not say nothing bad about God. Don't be no fool. And he looked at her and said, woman, you talking foolish. Should I, should, he said, should I not accept the evil that has come to me as a token from God? In other words, there ain't no devil doing nothing to me. This is from God. I see no duality. You understand? So here in week one, we learned that there is no duality. Get beyond that and understand that the trick is you are the coin. You can call it two different forces, but when we start to fragment ourselves, and, and that's what I was getting at, when we start to fragment ourselves and we be like, well, you know, and see, in the Western world, we see God on Sunday, and that's if we feel like going. If you're Muslim, you see him on Friday on Juma, which is the Shabbat, if you feel like going, right, if you got time for him. So it's, it's work first, family, and all this other stuff before the spiritual cultivation of yourself. But so all six days out the week, all in your reality, you watching TV shows, you in a cultural environment that deals with profanity. And the moment that someone puts God or attaches profanity to God, God is a sugar daddy, God is this and that, that's disrespectful. But it's not disrespectful for you to be indulged in the cultural experience or have an experience in reality that you're saying that God has absolutely is not his working. You're basically saying that God didn't create that reality. And if that's what you're saying, that's fine and dandy because I love to explore that avenue of consciousness as well because it's about growth, okay? But my point being is you have to move past the duality in this reality you have to understand um, your intellect. We call this the um, the she, the she 
intellectual spirit, all right? We have to understand that intellectual spirit, but you have to start to turn that intellectual spirit over to the yang side, which means the immortal spirit, all right? We have to start to turn it over. So it just simply means becoming conscious of your spiritual self. That's all it means. So in this world, we are to understand there is no duality. I see it's a trick. You know what I mean? We think that it's, it's up and down and stuff. No, no, no. It just is. It's the balance. So there's no duality. And and once I consciously understand that for Mercury, then straight ahead for me, I understand the concept of my emotional self, which next week that's where we're going. So this week in Malkuth, we're at number 10, but next week we move up to Lavana, the moon, number 10. Our emotional self will be really gets good. Oh, that limpid brain gets really good inside of there, all right? So we get into that aspect. So we get connected with our emotional self, the mommy element, the yin element, all right, the feminine part of yourself. All right, you, you got to get in tune with that. And then here we have to learn the relationship with ourself. Very important. And then once we learn the relationship with ourselves, we start to understand the relationship with others, which we we'll talk about in week uh, four. All right, the relationship with others. Okay? And something came up real fast. I just had a flash. I want to tell you something. Oh, YouTube this. YouTube this. Um, I got it up somewhere. Um, the YouTube is Qigong, spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G. Qigong Masters Demonstrating Qi, C-H-I. It wasn't the main video that I wanted to see, but this is this is a portion of that video that I wanted to pull up. This is about a guy who in, in China understood the Qi energy so much so that he could take paper and, and make paper catch on fire. And... Uh, his name, they call him DJ. And he can do some really miraculous things. And he has so much energy vibrating through his body that when he touched people to heal them, it always took somebody else to ground the person. But the person who was acting as the ground will always feel the electrical shock. And you would see it, people taking their hands. As soon as he touched the say, I got my hands on Jew as a healer. You holding Jew's feet, grounding. If I touch Jew, you can feel the electricity coming from me, flowing through him, affecting you. Energy is that high. Well, he's one of those guys that spent like 30 years in the woods on meditation and cultivating the practice like they do over there, right? But he says something very, very, very particular. And I don't know if it's in this video. If you can find it, I just wanted to give you uh, a reference point so when you can go find the actual documentary, you you would hear it. He actually said that in order for him to have got to that point of mastering that level of chi, he, he understood the yin energy. In other words, he was able to differentiate and master the feminine energy of chi in order to turn on the miraculous healing power. The earth, the earth in Hebrew, earth is feminine, okay? This is a feminine manifestation down here. The invisible force of God, the invisible force is masculine. It's always evasive. You never see it. Things which you see with your senses become the realm of the feminine, okay? So we have to be able to master the yin and to master the yin because, remember, on the tree of life directly in front of us is what? Sphere number nine, which is who? Which is yesed, which is lavana, which is the moon, which we know is feminine, which controls all of the waters, which is feminine on this planet and in our bodies. 
So we are really the feminine representation. This is why on Friday, the Shabbat, in the, in the Hebrew aspect of it, um, um, God comes down in the form of the Shekinah, the woman who manifests itself on the earth plane in order for us to marry heaven and earth or to get to God, we have to have the female component. There's no mysteries in the Hebrew. The Hebrew has, has to me, the most respect for the feminine aspect of God, known as the Shekinah. All right? So that concludes week number one. I hope you enjoyed it. Take some notes, dedicate a notebook, and please share this with a friend. And remember, visit us at myastrologycoach.com. I will see you all next Tuesday. Peace.